Numbers chapter 1, these are the words of God. Now Yahweh spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the tabernacle of meeting on the first day of the second month in the second year after they had come out of the land of Egypt, saying, Take a census of all the congregation of the children of Israel by their families, by their fathers' houses, according to the number of names, every male individually from twenty years old and above, all who are able to go to war in Israel. You and Aaron shall number them by their armies. And with you there shall be a man from every tribe, each one the head of his father's house. These are the names of the men who shall stand with you. From Reuben, Elizur, the son of Shedeur. From Simeon, Shalumiel, the son of Zerushadai. From Judah, Nashan, the son of Amminadab. From Issachar, Nathanel, the son of Zuar. From Zebulun, Eliab, the son of Helan. From the sons of Joseph, from Ephraim, Elishama, the son of Amihud. From Manasseh, Gamaliel, the son of Pedazur. From Benjamin, Avidam, the son of Gideoni. From Dan, Ahiezer, the son of Amishadai. From Asher, Pagiel, the son of Okran. From Gad, Eliasaph, the son of Deuel. From Naphtali, Ahira, the son of Anan. These were chosen from the congregation, leaders of their fathers' tribes, heads of the divisions in Israel. Then Moses and Aaron took these men, who had been mentioned by name, and they assembled all the congregation together on the first day of the second month, and they recited their ancestry by families, by their fathers' houses, according to the number of names, from twenty years old and above, each one individually. As Yahweh commanded Moses, so he numbered them in the wilderness of Sinai. Now the children of Reuben, Israel's oldest son, their genealogies by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names, every male individually from twenty years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who numbered, were numbered of the tribe of Reuben, were forty-six thousand five hundred. From the children of Simeon, their genealogies by their families, by their father's house, of those who were numbered according to the number of names, every male individually, from twenty years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Simeon were fifty-nine thousand three hundred. From the children of Gad, their genealogies by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names, from twenty years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Gad, were forty-five thousand six hundred fifty. From the children of Judah, their genealogies by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names, from twenty years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Judah, were seventy-four thousand six hundred. From the children of Issachar, their genealogies by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names, from twenty years old and above, all who were able to go to war. Those who were numbered of the tribe of Issachar were 54,400. From the children of Zebulun, their genealogies by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names, from twenty years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Zebulun were 57,400. From the sons of Joseph, the children of Ephraim, their genealogies, by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names, from twenty years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Ephraim, 
were 40,500. From the children of Manasseh, their genealogies, by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Manasseh, were 32,200. From the children of Benjamin, their genealogies, by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Benjamin, were 35,400. From the children of Dan, their genealogies, by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Dan, were 62,700. From the children of Asher, their genealogies, by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names, from twenty years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Asher, were 41,500. From the children of Naphtali, their genealogies, by their families, by their father's house, according to the number of names, from twenty years old and above, all who were able to go to war, those who were numbered of the tribe of Naphtali were 53,400. These are the ones who were numbered, whom Moses and Aaron numbered, with the leaders of Israel, twelve men, each one representing his father's house. So all who were numbered of the children of Israel, by their father's house, from twenty years old and above, all who were able to go to war in Israel, all who were numbered, were six hundred and three thousand five hundred and fifty. But the Levites were not numbered among them by their father's tribe. For Yahweh had spoken to Moses, saying, Only the tribe of Levi you shall not number, nor take a census of them among the children of Israel. But you shall appoint the Levites over the tabernacle of the testimony, over all its furnishings, and over all things that belong to it. They shall carry the tabernacle and all its furnishings. They shall attend to it and camp round the tabernacle. And when the tabernacle is to go forward, the Levites shall take it down. When the tabernacle is to be set up, the Levites shall set it up. The outsider who comes near shall be put to death. The children of Israel shall pitch their tents, every one by his own camp, every one by his own standard, according to their armies. But the Levites shall camp round the tabernacle of the testimony, that there may be no wrath on the congregation of the children of Israel. And the Levites shall keep charge of the tabernacle of the testimony. Thus the children of Israel did, according to all that Yahweh commanded Moses. So they did. So for the reading of God's inspired and inerrant word. In English, this book comes to us by the name Numbers. Uh, its Hebrew name is actually much more descriptive uh, of the content of the book and comes from the first line. Uh, of the book uh, it is called in Hebrew in the wilderness uh, and even in this census that uh, the book starts with it establishes for Israel uh, some truths about the Lord and about themselves uh, that they are actually going to sin against over and over again for the rest of the book and so it's helpful to us to see the wisdom of the Holy Spirit and starting the book in this way so that we can see those truths, so that we can recognize our need 
to learn those truths, not just in the mind, but in the heart, asking the Spirit who caused the words to be written upon the page, to cause the words to be written upon our hearts, the truth of God's word to be written upon our hearts, so that we will take good warning uh, as we go through the book. Uh, the things that came upon them in the wilderness, uh, all these things came upon them, says 1 Corinthians 10, but they were written down for our instruction. Uh, and so it is especially in that context where the apostle is teaching in 1 Corinthians 10, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Uh, and so, praise God, by grace, we stand, uh, even uh, also as uh, in another passage, the one that we, the one that we heard Wednesday evening in the prayer meeting, yesterday evening in the prayer meeting, sermon, Romans 11, by faith you stand, do not be haughty, do not be arrogant. And so we do stand by grace through faith in Christ, uh, and therefore we still need to take heed according to this book. Well, the first thing that they learn, uh, or the first lesson in this census, is that God rules over his people. Only the one who is the sovereign uh, of a nation uh, can demand that everyone muster to be counted. And as ordinarily done, uh, in order to go to war, uh, so that they may know how many uh, soldiers they have, which is what's described here. Uh, everyone from 20 years old and above, all who are able to go to war in Israel, uh, and even uh, that language that was repeated throughout the chapter uh, is uh, begins in verse 3, where it describes them as being numbered by their hosts or by their armies. Uh, the Lord describes himself as Yahweh of hosts, uh, referring especially to angel armies, uh, but also reminding that all armies, all multitudes, all creatures belong to him. Uh, you remember that uh, Jesus was born during the census uh, that was ordered by Caesar Augustus, uh, and even our own nation uh, every 10 years asserts its uh, sovereignty over us by taking a census uh, as well. And so the first thing we see is that God rules over his people. The second thing we see is that God's faithfulness, that God is faithful to his promises. There are significantly more uh, than 75 people here. There were 70 who had gone down to Egypt, 75 uh, in all, including the family of Joseph and Simeon, who was held in the place of Benjamin. Uh, and now, these 75 have become 603,350 fighting men. A minimum of 2 million. Considering the baby boom that had threatened uh, the pharaoh, Possibly as many as six million, but a, a minimum of two million people. God is faithful to his promises. He said he would multiply Abraham, uh, and he said he would multiply Isaac, and he said very specifically that he would multiply Jacob, Israel, in Genesis 32, verse 12. And he has 
done it. Uh, not only then is God faithful to his promises, but he is testing his people's faith. As we said a few minutes ago, the name of the book in Hebrew is In the Wilderness. Well, they have two million people to feed, to clothe, to take care of sanitation, to keep order among God who brought them out is going to take care of them. God who multiplied them is going to take care of them. But he is going to have to do so in a way that is beyond their understanding. Uh, we've already seen the manna and streams in the desert, and victory over Malachites, even before they got to Sinai. Uh, by the time they finish, uh, they will have uh, sandals, that have been worn walking through the desert for 40 years, that have not worn out. God is testing his people's faith. Um, it's kind of preposterous for, for us to think about how there are so many in the world who, not seeing man as precious, being made in the image of God, and uh, therefore having this duty to be fruitful and to multiply and to fill the earth, with its creator's image. Uh, and there are many then who don't have the biblical worldview, uh, and they think that the world is overpopulated, that it's going to run out of resources. Even some who just have uh, a common grace modicum of common sense, uh, like uh, uh, one famous scientist who is doing more to make Mars colonizable than uh, than almost anyone else or any nation on Earth, uh, he laughs at the idea that we're running out of resources. Now, there's plenty of resources. Man is not a problem. Uh, but as far as population versus resources, the Israelite camp had a population problem, but it had a promise solution. God is faithful to his promises, and he is testing his people's faith. And so we too must do whatever God has said to do and trust him that he will keep his promises. Now God uh, is the one who keeps his promises, and he works by his power. Uh, but also note here that God is teaching his people that they uh, must be responsible that they are going to have to participate uh, in dependence upon him, but he calls them armies. And he says over and over and over throughout the whole chapter, they are going to go to war. And so they ought to be not just numbering, but preparing and planning and training, and thinking, preparing to serve God. Uh, just because... We depend upon God and we trust him uh, to uh, bring about the results that he has promised does not mean that we are to be passive or foolish or unprepared. God has appointed means and we are to use them. We often think of that in terms of the means of grace, that you can't say, well, I'm trusting God to grow me and so I don't need to read my Bible or pray, or be a member of a faithful church, or attend faithfully at the public worship and the prayer meetings, 
I'm trusting God to grow me. No. Trusting God to grow you means using the means by which he grows you. And you can't say, well, I would not, I don't care to learn a trade or get an education, uh, and I am not going to work uh, because I'm trusting God to feed me. No, he has appointed work as a means by which you get to participate in the eating, and he commands, he who will not work, he shall not eat. Uh, and so he was teaching the Israelites, even right here at the outset, reminding them they are going to have to go to war. And it's going to be a fierce war indeed, if God has provided them over 600,000 warriors. They should be prepared to do great battle. And so we see uh, God's rule over his people, his faithfulness to his promises, his testing our faith, whether we trust that he is going to be able to keep those promises even against such conditions as he brings us through in, in his providence. Uh, we see God's people's responsibility. And then we see uh, God's order among his people. He divides them according to tribes. He names by name the head over each tribe. He is the one who selects those who are in authority. Now we know this uh, in the doctrine of God's providence, the obvious reality that he calls himself, I am, uh, Yahweh, uh, and everything else depends upon him. And so, of course, he is the one who is selected, whoever is going to be in authority. Uh, and that is one of the reasons that we submit uh, to authority. But within his church, and don't forget, Israel is also a church, and these are households, and they are being called a congregation. Verse 16, those who are chosen from the congregation. And uh, verse 2, take a census of all the congregation, uh, that there is a special way in which uh, we are to see those who are in authority as specifically called by God, called even by name. Uh, and so, uh, those who had been named, he says in verse 17, then Moses and Aaron took these men who had been mentioned by name. Uh, and that is a great encouragement to us as we still remember the responsibility part. We follow uh, Acts 6, we follow 1 Timothy 3, and we follow Titus 1, uh, and we learn what the, uh, what the character uh, of a deacon should be and what the character of an elder should be. Uh, and uh, we follow God's word, but at the end of the day, we do so with an awareness that God is calling by name those whom he sets properly as officers in his church. Uh, finally, we see our greatest danger, and our greatest danger is not the enemies that are in this world. Our greatest danger is God himself. God devoted an entire tribe of Israel uh, to keeping them from being put to death by coming near to the tabernacle uh, and keeping them from coming under wrath. Uh, the Levites uh, had the most important uh, part 
in protecting Israel because they were appointed by God not to protect them from Canaanites, but to protect them from the living God whose wrath burns hot against sin and had provided them, provided his people, a means by which to have him dwell in the midst of them. Uh, and that means, of course, is his son, our Lord Jesus, the true reality of which the tabernacle and the priesthood and the sacrifices were all shadows and copies. So bless God, Jesus is our great warrior who has delivered us from God's wrath and protected us from our infinitely greater danger and who will also defeat all of his and our enemies. For he is not just a priest, but also a king. So all of these wonderful lessons, if they would have just learned what the Lord taught them in the census, uh, and applied it, uh, numbers would not be full of as many helpful warnings for us uh, of what falling looks like. So may the Lord uh, bless to us the knowledge of these things, and may his Spirit shape us uh, according to Christ, sanctify us in Christ throughout our studies through this book. Let's pray. Thank you, Father that you uh, do own us and that you have made promises that are great and to which you are abundantly faithful even as you multiplied the people. Uh, thank you for the reminder that you are God uh, and that you intentionally do things that uh, seem to us to be impossible uh, so that we will be forced to trust you and not to trust whether we think things are possible. We thank you for uh, giving uh, your people the role that they had, particularly these men, 20 years old and upward, who still were able to make war. Uh, and we thank you that you have given to us so much good instruction in your word, uh, and even the occasions of your providence uh, that we might learn from your word how to respond to them uh, and know that you are giving us a part. Give us, we pray, to be responsible and diligent and zealous uh, in using all of the means that you have appointed for all of the good that you do for us and give us. We thank you that you are the one who uh, arranges everything as you want uh, in the body and in the congregations of your people. We thank you in particular for our own elders and the deacons that we pray that you would be giving us and that you have called them by name and that we may therefore have great hope for the fruitfulness of their ministry uh, and may humbly uh, submit ourselves under their ministry knowing that you are the one who has put them in those positions. But we thank you most of all that you have given us your son, our Lord Jesus, to be our great high priest after the order of Melchizedek, and that he indeed has saved us from your wrath. Uh, and we pray that you would make us to see sin and guilt and wrath as our greatest danger in life, that we would not fear them who can only kill the body, 
but that we would fear you who, after having killed the body, um, can ca- would will cast body and soul into hell of all who are outside of Christ. And so we pray, Lord, that you would write all of these lessons upon our hearts. Be glorified, O Lord, in all the good that you do for us and our family and our household as your people in Jesus. In whose name we ask it. Amen. Amen.